Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is a More Than Just Podcast production. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the More Just Go Podcast. My name is Tim Mitra. I am in sitting in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm joined, I'm pleased to be joined by John Wilker in Denver, Colorado. Yes. Is it Denver? Well, normally sunny, hazy and smoky and very hot Denver, Colorado. Oh, we're not doing weather on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's for the drive time show. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this is this is yeah, we're we're um yeah, we it's funny, we talk about weather all the time on the show, which is which is one of our sort of uh hilariousnesses and and it's funny because i love i love it when i get on talking about traffic with mark because i can always get him to do the californians like like with unintentionally right i'll say look so how do you get down to big sur do you take the number one and connect from the 420 and it's like there's no 420 and he just goes on for 15 minutes about traffic in california <laughs> anyone who sat through it is scarred it's a running joke yeah so apologies to those of you who've uh, who've, who've done that all right so so john uh i know you're from the 360 uh dev conferences i think i when i i tell the story and i told last week on, on the first video one about how i found out or tried to find out about ios development when i first was tasked with the with the building of an app and um so i discovered three things in 2010 one was that i went to i accidentally found uh, voices that matter conference in seattle and so I jumped on a plane, went out there and, you know, uh, enjoyed that and met some interesting people like Aaron Hillegas and stuff like that. And a friend of mine who works at Intel told me the real conference, the real, con- you know, conference for iOS developers is WWDC. So you should head down to that one. So I, and back then you that's could get it. That's just easy. Oh, that, well, that's true. You could get a ticket. I mean, I got, I mean, like this is April and I, or yeah, I went to April and May and I bought a ticket and it had, they had been on sale for a couple of weeks. So I happened to get one of those and I jumped on a plane, went down there for that. And then I don't remember how I heard about 360 iDev, but I think I bought the last ticket in 2010. Oh, one of, yeah. Very, yeah. very, very late in the day because I couldn't even get a hotel room. I got, I ended up, a, I ended up like a mile down the road, which 
And for those of you who don't know Colorado and don't live a mile above sea level, right? Um, I walked from that hotel. It took me 10, 10, 15 minutes to get from that hotel to over to where it was in Littleton, I think, right? Littleton, Colorado. Um, yeah, 2010, we would have been in Littleton. I yeah. don't even remember. There was a hotel within walking distance of our hotel. Yeah. It was just, well, that was a sort of a, um, it was an area where like it was all industrial, like, yeah. like conferency kind of buildings. Right. So anyway, so I walked over and a, like a 20 minute walk in Colorado for someone who's not lived a mile above sea level i almost died by the time i got to the to the lobby of the hotel where the conference was i had to sit for like at least 15 minutes to get my you know my body back into working order right <laughs> and i remember yeah. you know i remember at that conference uh, you just kept saying to everybody make sure you hydrate make sure you hydrate and man was that true right which is funny because i don't do i we used to bang that drum a lot and I, we don't anymore i don't it just kind of fell to the wayside i guess maybe everyone, i figured by this point everyone Everyone has heard me do that. Well, yeah, we used to really like push the the hydration and and you know being cognizant of the altitude. And yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, it was it maybe yeah. maybe you should. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Maybe you should. Yeah, I certainly benefited from hearing you say it a few times. Right. So the other thing, the other thing interesting. So so that's how I met John, folks out there. Um, and I don't know if I personally met you at that point, but. Um, yeah, and then I, I kind of went for, I think I went to three in a row for a while. And then I think some, our friend Tammy, who we mentioned earlier, had a, had a conference. So that's the one year I didn't go to, to mm. 360iDev. Apologies to Ray Wunderlich and the RW DevCon folks, because that is one of my favorite, pod- or one of my favorite conferences too. But 360iDev, far and away, is my favorite conference to go to i appreciate that yeah definitely and then you know and it's sort of you know we have we have a couple of unofficial things that we back on the show and and so we're all happy about you know mentioning the show the conference as it comes up every year uh to our folks our listeners to on on the folks driving at home as it as Jaime would say um listening to us talk about this and and in fact uh, people have asked us often like you know Greg and I, Greg Hero and I are the only two hosts of the show that's met everybody that's been on our show, like regular hosts kind of thing, right? Mm. Um, in person, in real life, as Greg likes to say, IRL. Yeah. And um, I think that that was the first time that Jaime and Mark met in the same space. In fact, I don't even, I don't know if they've ever done that, but that was, we have a picture of us at 360i day. Yeah. I do remember the year that all of you were there, or most, because I don't think yeah. Greg was there that year, right? Um, yeah, he comes and goes, but, uh, uh, so, and, and actually, yeah, we did a live. we did a live. That was our first live from, I think we actually did it from the hotel room actually. And then I think then next year you let us have, uh, maybe the, uh, one of the years you let us have, um, a chance to do it. And we had Gene and, and, uh, Joe Trubisky yeah. and, and Tammy yeah. uh, in an episode. I think, I actually think that was the time I went by myself. Cause I don't think the, the other three were, oh, Jaime was there. Jaime was there, but Mark, Mark's only been to 360 once as far as I know, but not for one to try. It just gets gets to be a busy boy. The other thing I know John Wilker about, and that's uh, I apologize for dominating the conversation, <laughs> but the other thing I know you about for about you is for the uh, the space rogues, which I don't know if you can't see. Yes, you can see right there. Oh, nice! <laughs> My signed copies of. I think I was probably the first person to ask you to sign probably, the copy, yeah. right? <laughs> yep. So I have volumes one and two, and I apologize I've only gone through volume one. But you're up to volume. <laughs> 
volume 37 now, I think, right? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, book nine comes out um, actually the week of, of IDEV, um, not for any particular reason other than I just kind of poked a date on the calendar trying to figure out releases. Um, but yeah, book nine comes out in, I guess, the time of this recording, three weeks. Yeah, it's wrapping up with the editor now and then goes to get uploaded everywhere. Well, and as you know, I'm an audiobook person, so I, I have to ask you, I think you've only done the first two books in audio? <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's still on the list. Um, my narrator moved and just had some life stuff going on, and then obviously with the pandemic, the life stuff was amplified and made more difficult. Um, but yeah, as soon as he is back in business and recording, the last time I talked to him, which I haven't in a little while, I need yeah. to follow up but uh the like books three and four are like first up in his queue sure so oh, yeah cool. hopefully three and four probably not this year if i had to guess maybe one of them depending on what his life is like but yeah probably next year i would hope i'll be able to get maybe three four and five out cool all right and so so let's talk about this for a minute i mean i know we talked about it on 360 i don't did we talk about your writing career because i think when last time i saw you in the same space because we've had this this you know 90 minutes of pause that we've gone through um, or was it 90 months? I can't remember. It's one of those two. Uh, Four years. Yeah. So, and, and like, yeah, I think you were working maybe on book. Yeah. You had just signed book two. So it must've just come out. So what, uh, like, what is it? Why did you become a writer? What's, what's the sort of genesis of that? Um, I've always liked writing uh, and telling stories. Uh, the, the funnest story I have about that is, uh, my old business partner at 360 conferences, Tom Ortega, who I'm, you've met at, at 360s, he comes to most all. Um, we used to work together at a mortgage company. And towards kind of the end of my tenure there, before I moved out here, we would always buy, we'd stop at Christmas, we'd carpool together because we lived just down the street from each other, completely by happenstance before we even, I, we worked together. Um, but we'd carpool and we'd stop at Krispy Kreme and get like two or three dozen donuts. And then just put them on one of our desks in our cubicle farm and just kind of be like, you know, hey, there's donuts here for anybody. Uh, and the more you guys eat them, the less we eat. And <laughs> initially it was a just an email to the just our like our friend co-workers of, you know, donuts at my desk. And then just it just I don't know if I was just bored one day, but I turned in I turned that email into this like multi, fairly long if you were to print out the email story about i think the first one might have been like aliens invading and bear claw shaped spaceships and i worked in a couple of other donut types into the story and so then it just became this like weekly short story about there being donuts on my desk and people would like come by and be like hey add me to the donut email they didn't actually eat any donuts but they enjoyed getting the emails uh and then i left and and every year there's a competition called National Novel Writing Month, which takes place in November. Yeah. And I've entered it for like 15 years now. Um, and entering it just means participating and winning just means finishing. Um, and you get a discount on shirts. But 2016, when it came around, like the conferences had all finished. I didn't have anything particularly big on my plate. And so I just entered like normal and actually finished the book. for. And that was the very first time I had ever done that. Um, and that was Space Road 1. And so then just I just was like, oh, my gosh, I kind of rekindled my love of telling stories and, and making stuff up and then hopefully getting paid to make stuff up. Right. And so but now you've got nine, uh, nine books. Is it nine books in total or nine Space Rogue? 
nine real... space robes. Yeah. There's, um, so I have, I have the nine space robes books. Um, I branched out to another very similar space opera series. Um, I call the grand human empire, which that one's got two books out with the third about to go to the editor. And then on a lark, I, um, another NaNoWriMo more recently under a pen name, I wrote like just kind of a more terrestrial, like action adventure, thriller, mystery kind of book. Um, and I did that under a pen name just cause I wasn't sure in hindsight, I wouldn't, shouldn't have done it. I should have just made a beat by John Wilker, but I was worried that people that read sci-fi might not necessarily want to read that. And it would mess up all the Amazon algorithm juju. But yeah. So in total, I have about 14 books out. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And then people wonder why all of a sudden <laughs> everything changed. All right. All right. So, you ready? so it should be nice so, and silent now. So smash cut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Was so it a uh, Wayne's World? I don't know. I maybe I'll do like a George Lucas, you know. Yeah. So just imagine those of you watching this on YouTube that, that I I did some sort of like you know vignette sort of. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> where, what were we talking about? Yeah, we were talking about uh, books and yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So my 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 arc arching question is. Um, so having been a fan of Heinlein, I think Heinlein kind of had a, like a mega universe thing that kind of evolved through his book writing, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not sure about Arthur C. Clarke, I never could figure out him, but, uh, I always, I was fascinated by Asimov's sort of idea of how he tied, you know, the, the, all the foundations and all the, mm. everything into the robot books and, you know, it all has a, com- uh, uh, culminates at the end there, but. I imagine that they have in their mind a giant, you know, galaxy or of characters and storylines and plots and things like that. Um, do you do you have that kind of thing when you think about Will? What's his name again? Will? Sorry. Yeah, Will. Will Calder. Will Calder. Yeah. So Will Calder. Um, yeah. Does he? Does he have? Is there like a major? You know, is his father going to show up at some point and cut his hand off or, you know, (laughs) Um, not to that extent, but, but I do kind of have, I guess I I would fall probably somewhere in the middle of, of, of that. Like I'm not completely making it up as I go, but definitely I don't have like a, I don't have, I don't know what the final book will be or where it'll like, what number it'll be like. I don't know how far it'll go. So I don't know where, where the story ends. Um, but in my mind, I do kind of have the, everybody's history in their lives. I kind of have some idea of so that I can treat them like they have, have some more backstory when, when they do stuff. Cool. All right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, cause I, I guess, you know, there's, there's no point in asking you like, you know, the, for the big spoiler, cause it hasn't been conceived yet. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have no idea what the, uh, the big spoiler would be. There's, there's, there's only one. Um, and you're far enough behind it by the time that you get to it there, you'll probably know it anyways. But, um, the, the big spoiler that comes out in nine is that will, Oh, actually I can't even give this spoiler cause it dates back to book two. So never I was going to say, what are you doing, John? <laughs> I figured by the time we're supposed to give yeah. people a spoiler warning, you know, and say spoiler so yeah, they can zip ahead mind. 10 just, minutes or yeah, whatever. Retcon everything about that. Nothing. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. So we were so close to finding out the real yeah. truth behind <laughs> Will Calder. And oh, man. Yeah. So, so our, our running joke of Tammy not watching Firefly is now gone. Oh, did she finally watch it? 
Oh, you didn't Did listen to it? Oh, you missed it. Yeah, we yes. had a whole, we had our home oh, okay. for a whole episode. So here, here's the story. I, I love telling the story because it's, it's classic Tammy, right? <laughs> uh, let's trash her because she's not here, right? Um, so and for those of you who don't know, John and I have been trying to get Tammy to watch uh, Firefly forever. I even delivered, hand-delivered the DVD box set to her house in Tennessee, you know? Wow, and, that is impressive. Yeah, she's, I mean, it's still got the shrink wrap on it. <laughs> right <laughs> so she didn't even watch that one. well I, th- I think she tried to watch it but then she 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 didn't and then uh so we we finally convinced her last you know just in the middle of this pandemic here i guess uh, a few months ago that that you know we should do like a sort of like Sustercast did we'll do huh. one ep- she'll watch an episode and then we'll have her on because jonathan and i and and jaime have all jaime has been a while since he'd watched um any of this stuff but but we're like you know we we knew it really well and, and so i started watching it again too so i you know watched episode one and again and uh and and from like tried to be like okay this is the first time i've ever seen this show kind of thing right and um and i contacted her on slack and i said i said so we're ready to do episode one are you uh, how are you doing she says oh dude i'm on episode seven (laughs) 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 so what is you know once she watched one or two she was like totally hooked right so we had to slow her down and then she eventually that is hilarious and so we did we did uh a mega episode on uh, Firefly and Serenity, actually, to, all together, right? So nice. And actually, so, wait, Bill, so did yeah. Did you guys do episodes about each one, or was the mega episode? We, about- that was what we wanted to do. That we figured that because we're like the thing is we're in hiatus because of because of all the Star Trek uh, gap, right? Because oh sure, we did we did. Um, we did Discovery, which I know you don't like. We don't have to go into that. Uh, and then we went. Then we did Picard, you know, okay. which, which has its its moments, right? And then lower decks, of course, right? Which is great. You know? yep. And then, but our, you know, the, the, the misnomer about our show, and it's kind of like more than just code. We don't just talk about code. In fact, we don't just talk about more than code. We talk about all kinds of things, and including, you know, uh, psychedelic 70s rock bands, stuff like that, right? But um, so same thing with, with we, started, we started out with genuinely wanting to talk about Discovery episode by episode, but we end up, we end, we do like a whole like forty minutes just on sci-fi news, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so. all right, then we'll we'll up the uh, listener count. I'll go back <laughs> and, and add it back in. But yeah. I'll have to skip. Like, so where do you guys diverge from it being entirely discovered? Uh, well, we I never really or from was. day one. It was never never really was. I mean, oh, like, okay. Yeah, it started out as a ramble. It was actually a part of an after show <laughs> that I mean I did once, and and I just published it as episode one and. And, uh, yeah, so, so and what, and the funny story about it is, is, is my stepson, Jonathan, um, used to be like, you know, uh, the editor of the Toronto star, like a front page mm. editor. So he's big time, you know, doing this stuff. Right. But he used to do game reviews and he used to do comic book reviews. Right. Oh, and, he's, and he's been collecting comic books since he had a, a paper route. Right. So he's got like his whole, his whole foundation of his house is resting on comic book boxes. <laughs> right. Um, and, and that's a true story. <laughs> yeah. So he, he said, well, you know, Hey, I listened to your first couple of episodes and, and, you know, a friend of mine mentioned this thing called fact check and I don't mind doing a fact check on your show. So he started doing, he started writing it out and, and doing the fact check. So I, you know, so second or third episode, we added fact check to the show by Jonathan. And then I sort of said, Hey, you know, why don't you just come on the show? 
So now he's like, apologies to Jaime, but he, Jonathan dominates the conversation because he's, he's like a, a sci-fi nerd and he's a writer. So he, nice. you know, by, by train and training, so he can, like, he's horrible to go to movies with because I'll be watching a movie and like, you know, Tom Cruise will do something, he won't watch Tom Cruise movie, but Tom Cruise will do something amazing. Some, some major story point will come over and I'll go, I'll look over him and say, did you know that? He goes, yeah, I knew that like 20 minutes ago. Like he sees the, he, like he's read so many comic books and graphic novels and movies and stuff. As he's a got kid. the genre down pat. He's yeah. He knows what, you know, like he, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, he, I don't know if he knew Luke, Luke was um, Darth Vader's son, but he probably could have figured that one out. You know, <laughs> that would have been funny if he busted out at like the first watching and like called it. <laughs> well, he could, could have been but he was probably i think he was around five or six when that happened right so, <laughs> even more uh, impressive then yeah yeah <laughs> definitely right definitely yeah yeah so so yeah so he so so we do like we do talk about we, do, oh, very we, cool. we did an episode on avengers endgame and we did a whole series on uh, game of thrones i had a, a, fr- a celebrity friend of mine on to talk about it because he was hooked on it and yeah and then we even for those of you who look at our fan art i actually have the little starbucks coffee cup in about you know just about every screenshot on that show right so <laughs> awesome <laughs> sort of running joke right which nobody's like noticed, but, superman yeah pretty much pretty much yeah and then um yeah so so anyway let's let's talk about the other thing that you're you're involved in and that's you know one of the reasons why i wanted to get this episode out so quickly is 360 idev and and so uh for those of you who don't follow what we do uh for a living i'm an ios developer and, and i work as a dev manager and and as i mentioned before i've been going to conferences in person for many many years i mean i started out just trying to find information because back in 2010 2011 there really weren't there wasn't a ray winner like dot com i mean there right. was but yeah <laughs> But it was it was like he he had five articles on the on the thing. In fact, you know, um, and when I met him, he had just you know started doing like a, a bit more serious about it. In fact, he hadn't made the decision to go full in on that uh, mm. business right at that point in time. But because um, he was still writing books with with partners and stuff like that, so going to conferences and sitting you know across from people and and you know the icebreaker for me, I always say to somebody, what it, what it, what kind of app do you work on and what what do you do and what's your job and and that's a great icebreaker to sort of get people talking about their stuff because people love to tell you what they're doing, right? Oh sure, yeah. And that's exactly the best thing about 360 IDEV. Plus, I mean the the content's great. Like it's always you know pretty pretty decent talks and stuff like that and and some pretty fascinating things like you know I remember I can talk about like some of the ones like you know when we're all when auto layout came out we're all like you know like something comes out of wwc and we're all like scratching our heads and go that that's kind of interesting what do we do with it and then you know you have justin williams talk about auto layout and and if you ever wanted to know about it we're afraid to ask in in a good you know 40 minute talk right um and then you can discuss it with your friends in fact more than just code uh, we, we have to blame you actually for for the genesis of that because it was in one of those you know after talk conversations that i had with jaime that that we kind of clicked and then when i was looking for co-hosts i remember oh really this, this kid that mentioned this stuff and yeah so the, awesome so, yeah we're i mean we're we're a child of 360 i if you want to call it love child i guess right? all right i'm gonna add that to the list that's part of my talk <laughs> this year is, is stuff oh, really? that has come of 360 idea yeah so i mean we we and you know we're i just you know you can you can hear some notes for you i mean we're we're coming up on our seventh year of we've got mm. like 400 shows we've a million downloads plus nice. more than a million downloads you know including you know we hit the we hit we officially 
officially hit the 1 million mark sometime last year, but, but depends on where I look at the stats, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we definitely have on Fire, Fireside, which is where we're currently hosted, we definitely we hit a million a few months ago. But um, yeah, and so, you know, and I in one of my talks, I talked about how many hours I, at that time it would have taken you two weeks to listen to all the episodes. So I'd say probably two and a half weeks now. <laughs> end <to> end. <laughs> You know, um, yeah. So we're we're definitely a, we're definitely a product. Oh, of, that's awesome! That's cool to hear of the conference. Yeah. So so let's talk about the conference. I mean, last year, uh, obviously, we couldn't be in person. I'm not going to be in person this year. I bought a ticket. I'm going to be trying to. I mean, I'm on vacation, but I'm also trying to try and <laughs> sneak in. Well, because you're you, the the time difference lets me watch things a little bit later at night too. Right? Oh, that's so, yeah. And uh, by the way, I rocked the online some stump the experts last year. But what do we call it'll it? be interesting to see? Stuff. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, stump this year will be interesting to see because we're still going to try and incorporate the online folks. Oh, okay, good, good. As much as we can, I think this year it'll be it'll be definitely different. Um, what Tom and I have kind of settled on is I don't know what the on, like how we're going to do it yet online, but there will be basically a a speaker team representative and an attendee team representative that just watches and pays attention to the online people. Cause there's about five speakers that are also remote. Um, and so that way we'll be able to like, if you're online, you can still chime in and be like, I know the answer. And someone in person will shout out, you know, Tim knows the answer. And you know, <laughs> then we'll figure out like either a FaceTime yeah. call or whatever to like actually bring you up and have you answer the question. I think I did the one-on-one thing. That's what, you know, where you have one, like two, the buzz in thing where you have, Mm. Oh yeah, the the speed speed, speed round, round type thing. Speed round, yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah. So just so for to, to be clear to our listeners, of course, that the only reason to go to 360 iDev is for uh, 360 Stump. <laughs> but that's not it the only is a reason. Good time. That's not the only reason, John. So why don't you why don't you tell us and, and those who don't know about 360 iDev what the what, what it's all about? Why why they should get a ticket? Well, they should get a ticket if they're interested in iOS. Well, now I, now it's kind of a laundry list: iOS, Mac, TVOS, WatchOS development um the the tagline has gotten considerably longer over the years um but yeah if you're interested in that i mean the nice thing about idev especially its timing is you know apple releases things at dubdub and we can talk about them immediately and so idev is a, kind of in the perfect post dubdub window where people have started to experiment with things they update their submitted you know they submitted their talks long before dubdub but you know we update things so if someone's like well crap they just completely rewrote what i'm talking about i have a month and some change to figure it out and update my talk and and so they do so we end up having some really cool timely stuff um to talk about and then it's also just kind of a community meeting place we do you know obviously stump happens uh there's a karaoke night uh you know just the, the lobby hanging out i've been working on my my kind of closing talk and going through my photos app to pull in some stuff and like i mean there's just so many photos of just people hanging out in the lobbies or at the sponsor booths and you know you know, just reconnecting, finding, you know, the, the crux of my talk this time is, you know, kind of about community. And so highlighting like podcasts that were born, um, you know, in the earlier days of iOS development, everybody was, you know, writing their own apps and games. and we We're all going to be rich partnerships that spun up and, you know, book deals with Ray that came out of iDev and things like that. Um, but yeah, and, and this year being hybrid, you know, if you're not comfortable traveling, which given the way things are going is even more and more understandable every day. Um, you know, we're going to be live streaming it uh, very similar to how we live streamed it last year, except this time I'll be me and one or two other people will be emceeing from the stage. 
of the conference instead of just at my desk here in my in my house. Um, but yeah, so yeah, great content where it's you know since we've got the online component, we're keeping it single track. So there's you know no having to you know decide or be kind of overloaded on choices and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of yeah if you if you're into iOS, macOS, tvOS, anything Apple related development, it really is kind of the place to up your game. Well, and and meet other developers too. I mean, I, I should point out though that. I mean, for like, I'm in Canada, obviously, right? I can't come to the United States next week yeah. or two weeks. As much as we would like to have. Yeah. You know, as much as I would like to travel through the Corona infested United States. We're a little bit wasteland right now. That's true. Well, mine, Colorado is pretty, pretty safe. I think you were saying, or I was reading earlier, but in your blog, but, um, the yeah I, and and obviously european i mean we we just opened the border to, to us travelers coming to canada just recently like this weekend right and so we're all you know, you're going to learn your lesson in two weeks i'm sure <laughs> you guys are like, we should have not let nobody them ever listens to me john you know like yeah i mean i only just stopped wearing a mask like last week when i go outside to walk the dog with me and the dog and nobody else you know and i live in a neighborhood with really low percentages right so yeah so i mean it's interesting because i mean we talk a lot we talked about the wwc of course we had two you know corona versions of that um which were really good because i mean you know they dumped a whole slew of videos on day one and day two and day three and you could sit and pick and choose you know what you wanted to watch uh everything of course because his apple was 100 percent produced you know um yeah i think you kind of sort of hit that mark a little bit last year with with um with, like we have a conference here in toronto that that goes on before WWC and uh, they had Paul Hudson on doing a live coding because mm. only Paul Hudson can do live coding and not look like a schmuck, right? Like the rest of us. But um, uh, so that, but that was like not not in the can. He was literally sitting in London at like two o'clock mm. in the morning yeah. while we were watching it, right? <laughs> but uh, you know, with the dogs and everything. Last year, you did you did do a pretty fair uh, shot at the online thing. I mean, you know, can't with the canned uh, uh, talks and stuff like that, and then the the questions and answers afterwards, which was which is still engaging. You know, um, I I was working. The, I mean, the best. <laughs> about it and no i was working and and i would have uh you know while i'm coding and i had you know my work over here and on that screen over there i was watching 360 oh nice yeah yeah so it definitely then, makes it easier in that regard like yeah you didn't yeah. have to take a week off and right right or travel to denver and to, yeah or, or travel yeah. yeah yeah so it's good so i, I mean and and you know uh, like i said the 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 talks are always, you know, pretty, pretty engaging. I used to do an article on 360 every, every year until they stopped doing articles. But <laughs> not that I don't do articles. I mean, you know, technically I suppose I could still do an article. Yeah, I'd say you could still write them. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Right? <laughs> yeah, um, true. I, I could probably could, but I, I didn't really, yeah. I mean, like, but I used to, like, I used to go, and they used to give me the recordings, if you remember, you'd give me the recordings. Oh, right, yep. So the ones I missed, I could sit sit through and, and sort of pick up. Yeah. and pieces of, of them as well so which was which was pretty good so i was able to write some stuff about that so that was a lot of fun so now can we talk about for half an hour get back to in person well sure. let's let's be let's be a little bit more uh, business-like and um answer the questions that everybody's asking how do they get a ticket you know what does it cost Yep. So yeah, you can get a ticket. Just go to 360idev.com 
if you have never heard of it, it's 360idev.com. And you can... There'll be a pick, link in the show notes, yes. There you go. And, you know, we've got a ticket. We've The upside of it being online is I can get a lot more creative with, with tickets and things. And so I've we've got an online attendee ticket that is $150, includes access to all the recordings, things like that. Um, this year, I was talking to somebody and they re... And I've done it in the past kind of off and on. So they repointed out kind of the gender pay gap. So there's actually a women in technology. Every ticket has a, a comparable women in technology ticket that is priced based on the gender pay gap numbers from whenever the most recent ones were when I made the tickets. Um, and then, you know, if you are willing to, and interested in coming in person, you know, we still have the in-person tickets, obviously. Um, and that those vary from, you know, just your basic coming to the conference as you know, to get come and you get your t-shirt and, and stickers and swag. And then we have an all in ticket that in, we added on that, you know, includes continental breakfast and, you know, a, re- a special reception on Sunday, just for those ticket holders, plus speakers and sponsors and things like that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, kind of a ticket for, for everybody, for every level of, you know, kind of comfort level with doing things. Um, yeah. Through 60 idev.com. The ticket link is right at the, Right when you open the page. So, or do you still have like a? Uh, and tell me if I want if you if I'm talking at a term. But do you still have the vet ticket? And uh, you used to do a ticket where like a Coco Conf or or uh, like not Coco Conf, um, Coco Heads, like if you Coco, Heads, Coco yeah. Heads group. Yep. So we still do a Coco Heads discount. Um, and yeah, so basically anybody that runs a Coco Heads or. If you don't run a Coco Heads and you run a Swift meetup or whatever we call, like Coco Heads is now a bit of an outdated term. But um, if you run a meetup that is about iOS or Mac development, um, yeah, you can reach out. You still can if there's time, if you've got a meeting coming up. But we basically give away two free tickets to every meetup that asks for it. There you go. And all we ask in exchange is, you know, share the share the well the word and, you know, tell your make sure that everybody knows to then come and we give a on top of the two free passes we also just give a community discount so that you know if you don't win the raffle you can still come for less than full price um and then yeah i do have the military ticket i didn't make it is active i think this year this year is a little bit more disjointed because i ended up just having so many like online level attendees and in-person level attendees the military discount I think I made it a discount for anybody that reached out instead of a ticket that you could buy just to not have the ticket page be 12 inches long when you pull it up to, to browse the available options. Um, but yeah, as I did that, I can't remember when I started that, maybe 2014 or 13. But yeah, just as a way to, to give back and say thanks. Anybody that's active, retired military um, gets a half-off discount on any ticket level. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I was, you know, I could, we could dig a bit more into, into life of the life of a, of a conference organizer and how <laughs> pandemic has hit you and all that kind of stuff. But I just happened to listen to the last release note episodes where Joe and Charles had John Wilker on as a guest and they talked about all that stuff. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes for that. There you go. People, I don't want to repeat, you know, I mean, <laughs> I did actually ask you before I realized you were on the sh- on their podcast, but you know, so, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to drive that nail home, but 
Yeah, uh, I, I do remember. I, and just so you know, I mean, like for, for those of you out there who, who are, you know, thinking of ways that, like last year, I think just to talk about this for a second, you went, WTF, am I going to do <laughs> if we can't have a conference in person? And you just, you sent out a plea to, and, you know, it's like, hey, just, you know, hit my Patreon or whatever. And, and I know Jaime and I both did. And you, you comped us a ticket last year, which was great, right? So, um, yeah, it was just, you know, our way of reaching out and, and thanking you again, because we wouldn't be doing yeah. this, you know, we wouldn't be rolling in podcast money. Wait a minute. Where's, where's all that, that where's podcast that money? money? <laughs> <laughs> Let me know when you find some of it <laughs> those exposure bucks yeah exposure bucks that's it yeah but that that and the bus ticket will get me downtown wait a yeah. minute i already live downtown <laughs> whoops all right uh anyway so so i am i am uh stealing uh tammy's idea and having a hot seat section of the show uh, okay i'm sure you're looking forward to but i'm so so, so tammy's again this is tammy gotta love her it, it, the whole idea of asking these kind of questions is based on the worst works of Marcel Proust, right? I don't know if you know who that is, but if you don't, you know, maybe I'll put a link in the show notes for that. For, oh, there you go. So I'm actually going to ask you legitimate Marcel Proust oh. questions. And, and these are like stream of consciousness, right? Like I don't noodle on it. I just no. answer. Well, you, you, yeah, or I mean, can we I? Do, we do have the ability to myself. edit. I can edit. Well, <laughs> I, I, oh, good. So when I'm like, blah, 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 yeah, no, we'll just I mean, edit that part out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, editing is is my is my thing. So yeah, we can so, fix it in post. Exactly. So smash cut to the first question, and then smash cut to the answer. All right. So if they notice you move like this, all of a sudden they'll know that. Yeah, <laughs> I did a cut. I've just given it away. That's the cigarette burn, like in you know, in uh, what's that called? Fight Club. Uh, all right. So the first question: If you're seated comfortable, you're not seated. You're standing. Or if you're standing, standing comfortable, hence, standing. The, hence the additional me moving around. Well, at least we're not getting the mic noise anymore. Which yes. Is great. Thank you very much. And I that. wrote a note to remember to uh, grease my office chair. I don't know if it was the chair, but anyway, it was sort of a yeah, whatever, whatever it is. It's much better it's, now. Okay, good. The listeners are appreciating it if they haven't already tuned <laughs> out. <laughs> for those of you who stuck with us, thank you very much for sticking around. So the first question is what is your motto? Hmm. Keep going. I think, I mean, I've never thought about having a motto, but I probably should. I feel like everybody needs like an official public conference on the don't wall. Suck. Oh, well, Oh, well, see, all right. Now I saw your t-shirt frosting. on your blog. Yeah. 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 I was saying like the conference motto, my company motto is com- events that don't suck. Um, which I've doubled down with. Like I have shirts that that I put that on and, and I, I wear proudly and I've gotten a little bit of business from, so I'm it worked out pretty well, but yeah, the conference motto is events that don't suck. Cause there's a lot of conferences out there and not all are awesome. And, and my goal is to have everyone go home and be like, wow, that was a fun time and Good hopefully job. learned a lot. Yeah. And I just want to point out to the, the space rogue fan out there that you're wearing a space rogues hat right now, part of the swag kit. Always on brand. All right. So speaking of speaking of heroes, uh, who are your heroes in real life? Um, I I honestly don't know. <laughs> and I, I don't know that I have anybody that I kind of hold up to that. Does Nicole level. listen to this show at all? <laughs> I mean, she's a hero for putting up with me. That's a that's a big one right there. But yeah, I don't know that. Yeah. I might have to noodle on that and like, you can add it to the show notes if I think about it in time. Okay. I honestly have like no clue. I've never really thought about that. All right. Uh, How about who are your favorite writers? Um, Terry Brooks is kind of the first writer that like got me hooked on reading. Um, I'll just stick with that. 
there's plenty of like indie authors that I could probably prattle on about, but, but yeah, Terry Brooks is kind of the most mainstream person that I think I hooked me in. Okay. What is your most treasured possession? There's a lightsaber behind you. I was just thinking, <laughs> I was like, how nerdy is it if it's my lightsaber? <laughs> Not nerdy at all. It might be the lightsaber only because one, it wasn't cheap. And two, I don't want to have to go to Disney world again. Oh, <laughs> to get, like, that in and of itself is an ordeal. And so I don't want to repeat that. So why, yeah, why is it an ordeal? Just the current climate or, or what? Oh, I mean, just, it's a massive theme park with like, Two million people crowded into it. Yeah, I have no desire whatsoever to go to any Disney park at all. Yeah, yeah. I I will say as a as an aside, since we're trying to fill that last thirty minutes, um, I did go (laughs) with a friend who works for Disney and loves Disneyland or loves Disney World, and so he actually like had all the. He was like, "All right, we'll do this. We'll go here. If we do this thing, we can get this ticket, and then zip over here and do this." And so he had it all worked out. And Disney World does this like once in a while evening. Of course, it's an extra ticket because it's Disney. Nothing is <laughs> included, but it's you stay after the park closes for like an hour and a half. And so the population drops from, you know, eight gajillion people crowded into the park to just one gajillion people crowded into the park. So the, the lines are almost non-existent. You can actually like get around. It's all you can snack. So you actually can enjoy doing, you know, grabbing up popcorn and ice cream sandwiches, willy nilly and things like that. So that made it more enjoyable. But yeah, just I'm not a huge theme park person, especially if I've done it once. I'm like, all right, well, I'm good now for a decade or two. So yeah, it might be the lightsaber. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we used to have, uh, we used to have, uh, uh, well, we still have this, this uh, thing called Canadian National Exhibition here. And when we were kids, we used to go, but then as we became, as we got older, we kind of realized it's really janky and kind of scummy. And there's too many people. And it's not, it's just not worth going, you know? The only, only reason you go is if you get a concert ticket that's like within the venue. And oh, sure. Yeah. You get in for free and, you know, whatever, right? So it's all great. So next question. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Being able to do what I love and be financially set. Not necessarily not have to work, but just enjoy what I'm doing and and not have to worry about money. Right, right. Well, one of the things that iOS developers like is the fact that we get paid to do what we love. Right. That's that's the goal. Right. If you if you yep. if you're doing something you love, it's not work. Right. Exactly. It doesn't feel like work. So it does feel like work sometimes, <laughs> especially during meetings. But other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who's your favorite hero of fiction? Uh, it might be Malcolm Reynolds. Still, still yeah, with Michael still, Malcolm Reynolds. Still with Mal Reynolds, yeah. Right. Which reminds me, when we were talking about Tammy Eyes, I'm like, I'm due for a rewatch of that. I haven't, I haven't done that in a while, but uh, so, yeah, yeah, I think so. So the funny thing for me, and this is this is typical of, of what happens. Like, I I just bought like a 2020 uh, MacBook that we're looking at right now macbook pro 13 last year and then mm. apple introduces the m1 like a <laughs> month later <laughs> I'm like oh man but so so i i you know want i had to watch you know the 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 firefly series and i hadn't didn't have a copy of it you know mm. and it was pandemic so i couldn't just go to my son's house and get his copy of it and so I looked around and I can't remember, I think I bought it on iTunes. I found like a, you know, a reasonable price for it. So I paid like 20 or 30 bucks for it to watch it for the show. So you, you do it for the show kind of thing. Yeah. Probably, probably should have expensed it, but you know. Um, and then a week later, literally a week, like the, the week we did the show, Disney puts it on Disney Plus. 
Oh, is it on Disney Plus? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, maybe yeah. Is it Disney? Yes, it's on one of the one of the. One yeah. Of the, one oh. Of the, I think it's the. I'm pretty sure it's Disney. Yeah, because because I I went and I just, I wanted to see if it was better than the version I got, like in terms yeah. of like 4K or whatever, because it it is you know it, it I mean it, it's of its time for sure, like you know, um, and just my 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 instant review of the first episode is if I had only ever watched the first episode, I don't think I would have really bought into the show, you know. Oh. Yeah, so because it was kind of, it's very sort of, I think it was 80, late, no, was it 2000s? When did it come out? It was like. Yeah, I want to say like right at 2000. We need to fact check maybe? on this show. Yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> and, and it was, but it was kind of, you know, uh, but, and it, it's amazing that the people that are in it, right? Like the actors, like yeah. Sheena Hendricks and stuff like that. But, um, and every single one of those, you know, now I watch anything that has anybody that was in, uh, in Firefly on it, including I've watched, I watched the, the cop show that the rookie that, Ricky. He does now, and <laughs> and I, I did watch Castle for a few seasons and stuff like that. But yeah, did you watch the episode of Castle where he dressed like Mal Reynolds? I I heard about it, but I think I had stopped watching. By that <laughs> I mean, time. it's a throwaway. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Halloween episode. He walks out. He's in the Mal Reynolds costume, and his and kids like, like, like who are you supposed to? Yeah, be? yeah. he's like space cowboy <laughs> or something, and then yeah. it cuts to the rest of the show. Like it was yeah. Oh, it was like it wasn't even like a thing. But but apparently no, every, every a, but everybody yeah. everybody on the show I, I heard that um, a lot of people were actually on castle as perps or victims or you know oh i know that um, alan tudyk definitely was well the doctor dude was on that i think he's yeah yeah i forgot his name though yeah okay yeah that's awesome right so i'm waiting for the rookie to have a halloween episode and him to dress up as now reynolds (laughs) right Right, right. All right. So here's here's the last question I have. Right. I, may, I might come up with some more. Who knows? But this is the last official question. Uh, where would you most like to live? Uh, probably here in Denver. Um, I don't. It, I don't necessarily have a love affair of the ocean, so I wouldn't want to move back to the east or west coast. I lived in California for a long time. I, the mountains are fun. I wouldn't want to live in the mountains only because I like internet access. So yeah, I think and all that stuff or uh, I don't, I did when we moved here, Nicole was like, well, we live in Denver now you're going to learn to ski. And so I did, but I never loved it. And it's a really expensive hobby if you don't enjoy it. <laughs> right. And it's and cold. Was, and it's cold. Yeah, and it's cold and wet. Yeah. Like the, the highway into the mountains is terrible. And so we would get up at like 5 a.m. on a Saturday to drive up there and then basically kill time until the mountain actually, like, till the resort opened to be like the first in. And then we would leave at like lunchtime because if you left at four when the mountain, when the resort closed, that was like a four hour drive to get back downtown. Wow. But if you left at lunchtime, it's only the regular two-ish hour drive. And so it was just a lot. And I was like, I don't enjoy doing this enough for all of this suffering that's entailed. And then there was the potential of death, you know, colliding with a tree or whatever. So, yeah, I, I stopped. <laughs> I <heard you> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nicole still does, but I now sleep in when she goes to the mountain, which is nice. Well, my experience for skiing, I, I did it in high school. And uh, we would go to, like, one of the one of the big malls here and get on a bus. Like one of those oh. big, you know, tour buses. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we didn't have to deal with the traffic, you know. Yeah. And then when I lived, I lived, moved up to Owen Sound, uh, which is near um, Blue Mountain, which is not, I don't even want to call it a mountain. It's a Blue Hill, it should be called. 
Um, it, it, uh, it's, it's one of the better, better runs here, but it's like nothing compared to like, uh, Laurentians or, or the Rockies. Right. But, um, you know, we skipped off school one day and drove over and, and the place was, it was like a huge snowstorm and the, and the place was closed pretty much. Oh, so us, us and like, you know, 30 other people, I'd ski through powder and all that kind of stuff. It was lots of fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, nice. I, only, I only did it for a few years, but then, then I got growed up and never, never <laughs> went again, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So where are you from originally if you're not from Colorado? Uh California. Cali- southern 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 California. What? You moved from California to Colorado? Like what yep. what was that idea about? Uh completely on a lark. Nicole and I were still at that point dating and she had a job opportunity and she's like, I might be going to Denver. Right. And I was like, I've never been to Colorado. So let's do that. And then in between the moving and stuff, I proposed and we got married. And then literally the day we got home from our honeymoon, the moving truck arrived and off we, off we went to Denver. Nice. Nice. Cool. Lots but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't miss California. I like visiting. Like it's fun to go back and see friends and visit the ocean, but yeah, I'm, I'm okay. So where were you in Southern California that were, when you, that um, you grew up and all that kind of stuff, went to school and everything? Mostly. Yeah. I was um, like born and raised Pacific Northwest in around Seattle. And then my family moved to, um, Southern California. We lived in Paris, California, not spelled the same as, as the cool Paris, and then uh, I lived in Riverside. Nicole lived closer to the ocean, but my job was closer to her house. I had like an hour and a half on a good day each way commute, which is the other thing I don't miss about uh, California is sitting on the freeway. Um, but yeah, so then, yeah, I lived in Riverside for 10 years, I think. And then, yeah, we moved out here and never looked back. All right, cool. This has been another episode of the More Than Just Code podcast. If you want to find out more about the show, you can visit the More Than Just Code website at mtjc.fireside.fm. There you can find a summary and show notes of each episode. We list links to the apps, code, and news that we mentioned on the show. If you like the podcast, tell your friends, leave a comment on the website, or write a review on iTunes. And please recommend us in your favorite podcatcher. All of these things help others find out about the show. We really appreciate your help with spreading the word. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you, so use the hashtag AskMTJC, and we may mention you on the show. Friends of the show can also join us on the podcast Slack channel. Once again, the podcast Twitter account is at MTJC underscore podcast. Please consider supporting the show by pledging any amount on Patreon.com slash MTJC. Every dollar pledged helps a lot. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. And we'll see you in Denver sometime. Yes. Um, one day. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a meeting with the hotel tomorrow because I basically just send them emails now. Like anytime someone would like cancel their ticket and like, or thankfully most people haven't just canceled. They've just converted from in person to online. And the first person that did it, I sent, I forwarded it to the hotel and was like, we should probably start talking about scaling everything back. And Thankfully, they've been very, very cool to work with as far as willing to do that. Like, they're not kind of holding my feet to the fire on, you know, you said you'd fill 400 hotel rooms. I was like, well, that's, 
not happening. Well, I think for from them too, they're, they're probably happy to have the business too. I uh, decided to, I was going to start a new podcast and give it a whole different name and everything like that. And, but then I thought, you know, I've already got an audience with more than just code. Sorry. Sorry. Audience. Yeah. I apologize <laughs> to the audience in advance. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Thanks for spam podcasting, by the way. We started, up another, we started up another podcast called uh, more, uh, Spotcast. And, and, you know, we have, we have 25 listeners, right? So, <laughs> so, and that's after three years of, of doing that show. So I thought, you know, it's a waste to sort of throw away an audience of roughly, we get around 2,000 listeners to each. Oh, nice. Yeah. Code. And we have about 600, 700 people who are subscribers. And of course, you know, the pandemic has not helped any of that, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So it's kind of a, kind of a pain in the buttock. That's weird that uh, the Spotcast doesn't have very many. Yeah, well, you know what? I think there's probably a gazillion podcasts named Spock something or other. Oh, so, yeah. That could you know, be. And, you know, and Jaime, Jaime and I just... You guys to... like Discovery, so that might be what... Well, no. <laughs> well, it's not, it's, it's, I wouldn't say we like Discovery because we we decided to build a show around Discovery, which is probably the flaw in our plan. That was Jaime's, Jaime's idea was, well, this new show starting up, let's do a, let's do a podcast about it, right? And um, so we merrily went off and did that. And then we argued about what we should have called it. I wanted to call what did I call it? Um, boldly going or something like that. Right. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. But Little there's already truck generic. Yeah. There's already, there's already a boldly, boldly going something to do with, you know, those uh, Jason Snell and those guys over there, you know, oh. um, uh, Gene McDonald's friends and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. By the way, we're going to drop a lot of names here during this show. I'm sure today between you and me, <laughs> but uh, they, so they already had the name and, and then, you know, I, I've teasingly renamed it Spock's brain podcast. Cause I think that's probably a better, I like that name better, but we, we, we settled on something Spock ish, right? Um, so moving forward, are you going to stick with just from video from now on, or is it going to be mixed? Back? Uh, it's going to be a mix from I say you need the, um, what did we call it in uh, the podcast with Tammy? Um, a, a roundabout creative chaos. Yeah. The, the outtakes show at the end. Yeah. Oh, the after show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, after show that came, that came from uh, uh, the uh, everybody's favorite podcast, as my friend Greg called it today, um, uh, Accidental Tech Podcast. Oh, did they do that? So yeah, yeah well, the, that's where they started. So so I mean, I I listened to them a few times, but you know, I you know, and I'm sure some of our listeners will agree, it gets a little tiring. So I stopped I stopped listening to it for a long time. I'll, I'll dial in every now and then when they do something that's interesting. But but apparently the genesis behind that was the three of them. They're all app developers they all want to do uh, um a podcast about cars right? oh, that's they're right. all into cars right and and so what happened was they started talking they started this podcast and then they started you know talking about they kept sliding back into tech because that's where they they're you know where it's where the rubber meets the road with those guys yeah. right <laughs> pardon the pun <laughs> pun intended <laughs> but uh I, I wish i had thought i wish that was intended that was a great great <laughs> great little segue there but um yeah then they just that's, i think that's how they got the name accidental tech podcast because it because they do talk about tech and that seems to be that's the, right. yeah you know, and they did spin off the car one but it didn't run very long if i remember oh, really? i listened okay. to that i didn't yeah i don't yeah i don't tune in much into atp either just my guy certainly love Mac stuff, but there's only so many dudes talking about Mac stuff that I can do podcasts. Yeah, true, so. true, true. And, and, yeah, and I it's did about, do the car one. 
depends on what it depends on what they're talking about too like yeah i mean i have a bunch i bu- listen to a bunch of radio show podcasts i used to listen to the radio shows and now i listen to the mm. to the uh in the pandemic i've discovered a few uh interesting little ones like conan o'brien needs a friend is a pretty funny one oh, nice. you know because i can never find him his tv show right so anyway yeah. so Alrighty. thanks for thanks for being on the show and thanks for uh, having me yeah we'll we'll definitely be chatting in the future sounds good to me thanks again john talk to you later okay bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.